fear. It can strike in the heart of all mankind. Men, women, children, old, young. No matter your social status, we all have a fear. What are your fears? What do you do when you face your fears? You know, the quote says you have two choices. You can forget everything and run. Or you can face everything and rise. Now, if you have a fear of commitment, forget everything and run. Well, that's that's easy. That's easy. That's going to be, you know, you're just wanting to get out of Dodge. And I don't have a fear of commitment, but I have had my share of difficult relationships with the the opposite sex, so to speak. And yeah, I have had to forget everything and run. Um, but how do we handle other fears? Do we forget everything and run? Or do we face everything and rise up to the challenge? And that's what we're going to talk about today. And one thing I I want to talk about as well is quicksand. You know, when you think of quicksand, you know, that's fearful because, you know, you're stepping into it. The next thing you know, you're up to your neck and mud and you can't get out and the more you struggle the deeper you fall but metamorphically speaking quicksand is terrifying let me get to what i'm saying at saying talking about here um in the movie the replacements shane falco said he was uh, afraid of quicksand and what he says is you're playing and you think everything is going fine and then one thing goes wrong and then another and another and you try to fight back but the harder you fight the deeper you sink until you can't move and you can't breathe because you're in over your head like quicksand I tell you I've seen that movie hundreds of times and that quote speaks volumes to me so let's talk about our fears and let's talk about my fear we're going to go into some good detail about that and, and just share a little bit about being an imposter you know they talk about i've never played the game among us but i know that's part of the game you find the imposter somebody is sus i finally figured out what sus is But let's chat about fears, imposters, and overcoming today on This Disjointed Life. And welcome to another episode of This Disjointed Life. My name is Jeremy Edom. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you are having a great day, evening, morning, month, week, year, etc. So, for those of you that are new to the blog, I re- blog and podcast, I thank you so much for listening, for reading, and checking out what I have to say. Um, one announcement I do want to make as well, I think I made it in my last blog, but I do want to kind of share some great news and exciting news that I am now on the Wisdom app, and you can search Wisdom, 
the Wisdom app in the App Store, Google Play, and it is a phenomenal community. You know, I have just been a part of this community for coming up on the end of my first week. I really just dived in, dove in on um, Thursday of last week, and really, it's been great to share my message. And I have met a lot of fellow wisdomers, uh, fellow you know warriors in our fight with mental health and mental illness, and. I shared my story officially for the first time in a couple of da- couple of days ago, and it resonated with a lot of people. Um, one thing that's exciting is I am a top mentor on wisdom, so really sharing my experience through mental health and hopefully helping and inspiring others to not only overcome the issues that they deal with, but learn to survive with mental illness, learn to thrive with mental illness, and really just smashing the crap out of all the stigmas that surround mental illness. And there's still so much work we have to do, but I think the tide is turning it and using wisdom as the platform to share my message and my vision and offering hope along with the blog, along with the podcast has really gotten me excited about the future and excited about the opportunities that we have as individuals, as a community to just obliterate stigma and really start changing the narrative on on mental health, mental illness in our society. So hope you check me out there. Uh, the direct link to my wisdom profile is on the link tree. So the link tree will be definitely in the, con- the the information section on the blog. And really, I also wanted to share too that I am now a curator on Pandora. And if you have any ideas for, you know, a playlist, um, if you want me to kind of submit some of my um, coping mechanisms and, and things of that nature with with the playlist and the mixtape, which you do have the ability to offer narration within the playlist, please feel free to reach out to me. Again, look at the link tree for my socials. Look at the link tree for the links to the blog where you can leave messages. I'd really love to hear from you to see what you think because I've really started kind of putting together some some pieces and just wanted to see what you think about that and and how I could really contribute to make you know, with a Pandora, a playlist and mixtape that that you can kind of go on to when you're struggling or just when you need to zone out, like if you're working on a difficult project. So definitely feel free to check that out. And I hope uh, if you have any ideas, comments, suggestions that you you check in, we'd love to I'd love to hear from you. So but let's get back to the heart of the matter. And let's talk about fear. So. Everybody has fears, you know. As, a, as I joked, fear of commitment. I, <laughs> I don't really have fear of commitment. I mean, I am single, ladies. I am single, by the way. So, you know, looking for a uh, funny extrovert with mental illness, but loves to laugh and has a great speaking voice. You know, I am single and I am a good cook. So, you know, keep that in mind. But enough of all that. You know, yeah, you your fear of commitment. Um, you have your fear. Of clowns, fear of poodles. I mean, I'm sure there is a fear of poodles. I mean, there's a fear for everything. 
I could probably do a two-hour show rattling off fears, and that wouldn't cover every topic of fear. But I want to talk about two fears. Fear of success and fear of failure. You don't really think that the fear of success is real. I mean, we all hear about the fear of failure. The fear of success is something that also is very real. And it is something that I've experienced. I have experienced both of these fears. Um, You know, we talked about this in therapy, um, you know, with my fears. And we touched on imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome, there's still a lot of of talk out there about what imposter syndrome really is. But um, it kind of just resonated with me on, you know, how our fears manifest. And before we kind of dive into the fear of success and the fear of failure, I just want to kind of reach out and describe some of these imposter syndrome types. Um you know, on the blog, I have a blog post. I'm going to reshare that probably here pretty soon. It's like, I don't know if you've ever watched Family Guy, but there is a, a scene where, you know, Peter Griffin is just playing on this piano and it's like automatically playing. And this guy thinks he's a piano genius. And then, you know, he takes his hands off and it's still playing. And um, I still remember the guy's like, hey, you're not really playing. You're a phony. Hey, this guy's a big fat phony. And he follows him around everywhere to the theme park where he paints phony on the car to a preschool where he calls him a phony again, even at his house. And it's just such a side gag that I just crack up about that. But, you know, when when we think about the fear of failure, um, it's, it's one of those where you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to succeed, so why am I even going to try? You know, and, and that can manifest in so many different ways. And it's crazy to think about, you know, how people just, they, they have the self-fulfilling prophecies where, you know what? I'm not even going to try because why bother? It's not going to happen. And that could be as simple as I'm not going to ask that girl out. She's out of my league. I'm not even going to bother because she's just going to say no. And, you know, I'm not going to apply for for the promotion. I'm not going to apply for the dream job. Why bother? They're not even going to look at me and they're not going to interview me. You're just self-fulfilling your prophecy. You're self-fulfilling you're basically sealing your own fate with that message. And conversely, the fear of success is, you know, I'm I'm not going to try hard. I'm not going to be successful. They're going to find out I'm a phony. They're going to find out I'm a fraud. Um, and it's, it's both of them, they're hand in hand with each other. And... You know, when you have like the fear of failure, sometimes you're going to just overwork yourself. You're going to overwork yourself because you you know that you're going to be found out as a fraud. Um, they call it the superhero, where you're going to put in all of that work 
and you overwork yourself because you're the superhero. So you're multitasking. You know, you're not only answering the emails, you're answering the phone calls, you're neglecting one task of your job because this task is important and it needs to be done right away. In essence, you're burning yourself out. And basically, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I think, you know, to us, you know, it's common. It is very common to see people overwork themselves because of the fact that they know that they have to do this to be at the next level. Uh, you know, you have your soloists because they're they're and again, it's a fear of failure where they don't want to ask for help. They don't want to, you know, have anybody join them on a project. They don't want you know their boss to look at their work because of the fact that. If they see me work, the illusion is gone. I'm not going to show them that I'm successful. I'm going to show them that I'm just a fraud or I'm incompetent. And that, you know, it's not, I'm not who I say I am. You know, I resonate with both of these. Um, You know, throughout my life, I have been that person that, you know, I, I set my goals really high. I try to be knowledgeable. I try to be a perfectionist. I mean, hell, I've already done five takes of this blog tonight um, and started over because I want everything to be right. And as I finish up the polishing process, I can guarantee you I'll probably find a part that I didn't like and it will cringe at me like nails on a chalkboard because I want... I'm never satisfied. I'm never completely happy with the work. And I fo- I fixate on the flaw instead of the strength. And, you know, I over at work, which I do have an update on. I, I'm going to tell you a story at the beginning, but that since I've really kind of worked hard on this, I've improved tremendously at work. It's just like I said at the beginning, it's quicksand. You know, I'm just sitting here, I'm doing my work, doing my daily tasks and daily duties, and then I get pulled into one conversation, I get pulled into another conversation, I have to check this right away, check that right away. In my mind, I have to do it right away, but really, I can do, I can prioritize my tasks. But when, you know, you feel like you're a perfectionist, you're, you want everything to look good, you want everybody to know, hey... You know, if I if I give Jeremy an assignment or a task, he's going to get this done promptly, professionally, and it's going to be great. But what happens is I start making mistakes. My mind goes from cruise control into warp speed. I multitask. And when I multitask like this to the point where I'm neglecting other things, there's going to be errors in my work. There's going to be um, issues that pop up. And then... My, Oh, my overall quality suffers. And again, now I feel like, oh, great. You know, I'm going to be a complete failure. They're going to find out I'm a fraud and they're going to basically say, well, you're no good, kid. You know, we, we trusted you. So um, thankfully, I'm, I'm well past that now. Um, it really took a long time for me to work through it. Um, it, suff- it, it, it made my work-life balance suffer. Um, you know, from day one, I've been with my company now for three years. 
if I got an email, I would have it on my phone. I would look at my phone and I'd respond within five, you know, 30, 40 seconds. You know, my boss, she joked with me, but she really wanted me to embrace a balance. I think I remember a few times she says, I knew I should have waited to send that email until tomorrow because you were going to respond right away. And she was right. But thankfully, you know, I've got to the point now where I don't even look at the email on my phone. As soon as I leave the office, be it 4, 4.30, whatever time, I shift out of work mode and shift back into just kind of a personal mode and developing my balance again. Um, that was hard for me to do. And it's hard for anybody to do when your brain is wired to do one thing and you're regimented towards one thing. How do we you know, overcome that? But, you know, I want to talk about, too, you know, the one thing that I experienced was also a fear of success. Um, brief story talking about, um, you know, my journey. And I shared a bit of my journey on the Wisdom Map, too. But I really want to talk about where my fear of success, my fear of failure, you know, really derived from. So... Pretty much for me, it started after I graduated from uh, with my undergraduate degree. You know, everything that I wanted to happen and wanted to make a goal for myself, I achieved. You know, I graduated with a 3.5 GPA. You know, I was named Outstanding Student in Communication Arts, which is my degree background. And I finished my program as one of, you know, as one of the great students because I really prided myself on my work, my effort, and bringing a professional approach to everything that I did. So I thought to myself, you know, that's great. You know, at the time I had a dream I was going to work in broadcasting. I was going to have a radio show. But that didn't happen right away. In fact, it didn't happen at all. And, uh, you know, so I'm thinking, well, what's next? Well, what... As they say, you never change the goal, you change the aim. And so where can I be successful? And, you know, I started thinking to myself, you know, I have a passion for athletics. I have a passion for sports. As a semi-pro football player, as a competitor, I I know that sports has many valuable life, life lessons and, you know, can impact everything. And it's a great field to work in. However, the Catch-22 didn't have any experience in sports. And again, aside, I hate the fact that a lot of people or the industry is, you know, hey, if you want to get this career in sports, you have to have this experience, but you can't get this experience unless you work in sports where you have to have this experience. So you can kind of see where that's going. So I thought to myself, great. Well, what's next for me? What can I do to get that experience? And, you know, really, there there wasn't a lot of opportunity and my tiny community. So I thought to myself, I'll go to grad school. You know, long story short, went to grad school in 2014, graduated with my master's in 2016. Also was a graduate assistant for two years, basically supervising and coordinating a club sports program at a major division one, well, division one university. Um, And I thought to myself, great. Well, now I have the tools to where I, could move on and and progress and get into intercollegiate athletics, university recreation. And so I graduated in 2016. Applied, 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 
phone interviews, rejection, phone interview, rejection. Finally got an on-campus interview, didn't get the position. And then I applied some more. Phone interviews, thanks for applying. You're just not a good fit. We had somebody with better qualifications. And you can kind of see how that fear of success and the fear of failure manifests, especially the fear of failure. I think all told, I probably submitted over 500 applications, 500 resumes, 500 cover letters. And aside from a handful of phone interviews and a handful of finalists, I didn't get anything. I, I, I was basically saying thanks for coming. And I felt so alone and so isolated about this because I was like, where, why isn't anybody helping me? Um, my old university pretty much abandoned me. People that I thought would be there for me abandoned me. And that's another topic for another day. But because of that fact and the fact that I felt like I was on an island and life became the real life Groundhog Day for me where every day was the same but unfortunately I didn't wake up and start another day and then you know it just was such a repetitive process and I was getting to the point to where I say why even bother applying because they're just going to say no and that kind of this brings me up to 2019 uh, when I interviewed for the first time for the company that I work at. I had a great interview, did everything right, and then I get an email saying that we're not going to do any hiring right now as we expected. However, I would love to keep you in mind. Can I keep you in mind? And of course, I'm I'm very professional. Um, and I say, sure, keep me in mind. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's not going to happen. However, three years ago this month, my now boss emails me. And she says, hey, are you still interested in joining our team? Of course I am. And so we had an interview and I got the job. And that kind of helped me realize, you know, hey, you know, she really did believe in my skills and abilities. And over the three years, I have developed a lot more of my skill sets and a lot more of my abilities. And I have been the most fortunate person to have such a caring team around me. And I've learned so much and have enjoyed working. But of course, you know, the fact that it's a newer, it's a new field for me. I wasn't really expecting to work in an ed tech company, but that's where we are and, and we love it. But of course, you know, you, you've been a free agent for so long that you think, you know, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to, I don't want to fail. And so you overwork yourself and then you're, you're afraid of being successful because then now they're going to put more work on you. So you don't want to really underwork or overwork. You're just kind of in that catch 22. And so for the longest time, you know, I, did overwork it did work hard and i was just afraid uh, afraid of being figured out as a fraud because the work was easy at the time you know it got harder as i got promoted and advanced in new roles and and learned new skills 
But like, and I, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, but there were times where there would be meetings where the door would be closed in my boss's office. And I'm like, oh, crap, they're talking about me. Or, you know, they haven't checked on me for a while. Are they, did I do something wrong? Am I screwing up? And they're just, you know, they're just kind of leaving me out to dry. And of course, you know, it's it's comical to think about it now. But when I was experiencing it, it was terrifying. And, you know, it's just such a feeling of, like, helplessness. Like, I can't I can't really describe how it felt internally besides the fact that I just felt like, you know, I don't want to. I, I want to be the expert. I want to overwork myself. I'm. I want to make sure that everything that I do is perfect. But I don't want help. And as a result, you know, I did have some instances where where I my my work suffered. And you know, during my review process, they 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 picked out things that I need to work on. And. Uh, Obviously, one of them was to find that work-life balance. And, you know, the pandemic hit, and I started to kind of focus more on work than being home, even though I'm working from home. And it really just became unhealthy for me. Um, And just fast forward to earlier this year, you know, in therapy and really starting to kind of figure out, you know, that I have signs of imposter syndrome and these fears And, you know, my psychologist, Janae, she really challenged me to think. And one thing we were talking about was when you're not being talked to, when try to rationalize your thoughts. And so when these situations happen and I'm not getting, you know, any attention, which is such a weird thing to think of, you know, oh, they're not talking to me. I guess I suck. (laughs) You know, it could just be we're busy. Um and, and truth be told, we are busy. We are a growing company, and you know we've had a lot of schools that have come on board. And then I think it just kind of hit me one day, and you know I think you know my boss had just came back, or my director just came back from attorney to leave, and we were just kind of catching up. And one thing she said was, you know, I trust you to do a great job. And our team manager uh, Griselda, who I've mentioned several times, and you know she encouraged me. Because, you know, you are doing such a great job, you know, we don't have to really, you know, focus as much on on things that you can work on. Granted, I am a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. But but just kind of going back to that, it's it was just something that resonated that they trust me. I can be independent and they know that I will do the job. And do it to the best of my ability. And also, if I need help or if I have questions, I'm they're available for me. And thinking about all of that just sort of clicked to where I realized to myself, um, I am a success. And, you know, failure happens. But it's not fatal. And the one thing that I think has helped me overcome that fear of failure was the fact that I have a a team manager and a director that not only care a lot about me, but 
are confident in my abilities and my skills. And that kind of helped me realize that any critique or criticism isn't a knock on me personally, which I think we all have had those experiences where you feel like you're two inches tall. But it became a point to me where I was thinking to myself and realized that these are opportunities to grow. And so not only, you know, I I didn't beat myself up over mistakes anymore. And I, I thank them. I thank people for pointing out errors. And, you know, you get amnesia, not to the point where you make the same mistake twice, but you get amnesia to the fact that, hey, we messed up. Here's what we need to do differently. And we move on from there. So I have really grown in that aspect. But. And I realize I haven't really talked much about imposter syndrome. We're kind of all over the place today, but I hope, hopefully, this all makes sense. This is called this disjointed life for a reason. So, um, if you're familiar with the blog and podcast, you'll see, you'll know why I call it this. But just kind of going back to things, you know how how do we handle our fears? You know, at one point, any fear that I had, I would just forget about it you know, forget everything and run. Um, you know, if I'm fearful about success, then I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do the extra effort it's going to take to be a success. If I have a fear of failure, I don't even try. And I know sometimes they say that the lesson is don't try. And it's kind of us. Um, I think it's the subtle art of pardon my French here, but it's the subtle art not giving a fuck of giving a fuck. Um, I would censor that out, but I don't have my beat button with me, but that the book is, um, I think it was Charles Bukowski who wrote a poem based on the lesson is never try. And of course he, he was a different, different cat altogether, but his, his message is pretty powerful. But one thing to think about the fear of failure, what they say is, you know, the, you know, you try, try and try again, you fail, but the lesson here is never try. And the lesson is really, it's not, to never try but sometimes we have to change our goals and we have to change our aim so you know thinking back to my whole journey through free agency as I like to call it to where I am now you know and I think about this and you know I I changed industries. I started looking at different aspects of university recreation and collegiate athletics. Started looking at higher education administration, residence life, and ultimately now educational technology. Um, I changed the aim, but I never changed the mission. And the mission was to to land a job and land an opportunity and make the most the most of it. So through those processes, I, I changed my aim every time. And throughout that, that process, you know, looking back, I didn't even think about this, but I was also changing my, my strategies, changing my tactics. You know, this resume hasn't really gotten me a lot of responses so far. So let's try to see how we can make this different. And, you know, look at different templates for resumes, you know, getting some good examples. You know, one thing I didn't do, I didn't have like a resume writer just because, hey, you know, those aren't cheap services, and when when you're looking for position, looking for career, you know you really have to be on a tight budget. So, but I look at those templates, look at the examples that they put, and kind of tailor my responses to that. You know, looking at at cover letters, making sure that was there, um, focusing on interviewing tactics, 
And of course, this fed into my depression because now I'm micromanaging my entire life and saying, okay, is, is my hair even straight? Is my, is my, is my smile looking good? Because of the fact that you have to like micromanage every aspect. And that's how I got to just really anal retentive about everything. I was just looking at every single aspect and breaking down every single aspect of why, why am I not where I want to be? And of course, eventually, I started to just kind of trust myself a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more to the point where I wasn't really overthinking everything because that is a fatal error for me. And if I overthink everything, my brain will shut down, my body will shut down, I'll go into full depression mode, and I will sleep until Monday, for example, if today was Friday. But So I've really kind of worked on that, but... I think the lesson here today and just kind of going through what we're talking about, the lesson here is, is simple. When we have fear, when we have fear of success and fear of failure, let's face it head on. Let's, let's, let's face everything and rise up to the challenge. And don't be afraid to ask for help, to ask for advice. Whether that be a coworker, whether that be your best friend, parents, family member, therapist, don't be afraid to even ask ask your your team leaders and saying, "Hey, I don't know if I'm doing a great job at the moment, but what can I do to be a better teammate? What can I do to improve in my role?" And any advice that yeah, you have, I would appreciate it. Um, because a lot of times, we never know if we're making a mistake at work. We're not, we don't know if we're going to be a success or failure unless we, we get that feedback. And unless we, we look at ourselves taking a step back and surveying the landscape, even if it's just saying, hey, you know, I've been working out. Can you check and make sure I'm doing it right. Because, you know, if you're doing it wrong, your your risk of injury goes way up. And then, of course, you're right back at square one. And so I think to, the most important thing that, that I want you to take away from, from this long-winded thing where I basically started talking about imposter syndrome but talked about fear, but is don't be afraid to not only ask for help, but don't be afraid to try. You know, I talked about that at the beginning. You know, don't try. You know, that girl's out of my league. I'm not going to even try bothering to ask her out. I'm not even going to try to bother to introduce myself because what 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 are they going to what's, what's she going to do with just basic simple me? And you know, I am working on my confidence, by the way. So this is just kind of a hypothetical. But you know. Things like that. You know, why bother trying? She's just going to reject me. Or why bother to to look at an opportunity, to look at that dream job, or even a promotion, um, looking at different jobs in, in your in your company. Oh, I'm not gonna bother trying, just gonna say no. You know, and we think about that a lot too with like, you know, contests and things like, you know, not even going to bother because I'm going to lose anyways. But, 
you know, I, I think back to, you know, I am a, I'm a sports fan and I'm also a sports history buff. And uh, six years ago, my favorite soccer team, which, by the way, was my favorite soccer team long before they found success, was Leicester City. So Leicester City in 2015-16 Premier League season, they were picked to finish dead last. And I forget the odds. I'm going to look up the odds real quick to see what their odds were of winning the Premier League. But it was uh, it was like an insane odd. So um, I believe it was one of the um, 2015. So let's look this up here real quick. Their odds to win the title were 5,000 to 1. 5,000 to 1. And when you think about the Premier League, if you're not familiar with the Premier League, it is the um, Premier League of the United Kingdom. And they have powerhouses. You, you have Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal, Tottenham Hotspur. You have legends like Liverpool. They are all there. And you have a 5,000 to 1 chance at winning the Premier League. But what did they do? They faced the fear. They they said, you know, let's try. They played loose. They played fearless football, fearless soccer for Americans. And guess what? They won the whole freaking thing. They became Premier League champions because they believed in themselves. They had no fear. They faced every challenge and rose. And they are immortalized as Premier League champions. You know, it's a fairy tale story. It's a Cinderella story. They barely stayed into the league in 2014-15. And they won in 2015-16. 5,000 to 1. And it wasn't like they went... And just spent a whole bunch of money improving the roster. In fact, they made very little additions to the roster. In fact, some subtractions as well. But their manager believed in them. He instilled belief in them. The players started to buy in and they started to believe. 5,001 odds. Premier League champions. Immortality achieved. Because... They faced everything, they rose to the challenge, and they lived and played without fear. So that's one thing that I want to take away from this conversation today in this chat is we can be fearless. We just have to believe and we have to believe in ourselves and not think to ourselves that we're going to fail. And if we fail, you know what? We'll try again the next day and the next day and the day after that. And we're going to get out of quicksand. This is something that I pra- I need to practice more as well. Um, you know, I'm challenging myself over these next few weeks to if I, you know, if, if I see a, a cute lady, you know, in public, well, not public. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do like the the dating apps first, baby steps, as they say. I'm not gonna be afraid to say, hey, you know, 
I may not be the best looking person in the world. I may not be, you know, the most glamorous or anything like that. I may not have the perfect physique, but you know what I have? I have confidence again. And confidence is going to carry me to where I want to be. And I have charisma. Um, I used to call myself Captain Charisma. That was a professional wrestler character, believe it or not. But, you know, I really just felt like I had all of the charisma and the charm in the world. But I'm going to challenge myself to not try just because I know it's not going to happen. So if that means, you know, you know, talking to the attractive lady uh, at work even, you know, not working, dating in the workplace, no, 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 no. Big no, no. But even just making new friends at work, you know, that's one thing. Making new friends, you know, dating, no, definitely. But you know, challenging myself to make new friends at work, challenging myself to, to basically get out of my comfort zone and to try new things and know that if it doesn't work, we just change our aim. Simple as that. Change your aim. It's just like as uh, as I started personal training again, working with a personal trainer, you know, if I can't do the exercise, I basically, I'm not saying, well, why even try the exercise because I can't really get the form of it or get the rhythm of it. You know what I do? I change the aim. Grab a chair, you know, work on the form, and then get better and better a little bit at a time. But, so that's my challenge for you as well. Um, you know, if you're out there listening, um, whatever challenges you face, whether it's going after the dream girl, the dream job, hell, you know, just taking a chance. Um, they, as they say, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And shoot or shoot. So shoot your shot. Be fearless. Be be awesome. Be a warrior. Um, you know, the one thing they say, too, you know, it only takes one time. You know, you could, you could fight a bear a hundred times, which I don't want to fight a bear. <laughs> yeah, that'd be scary. But, hey, you can kick somebody's ass one time. It's just like the Miracle on Ice. All they focus on was one time. They lost to this, the Soviet Union. I think it was like 7-0 to zero in an exhibition game. Believed that they had one chance one time. They beat them. Miracle on Ice. So live your life with the philosophy of we're going to face every challenge and we're going to rise. We're going to face everything and rise. And I know it's going to be tough. It is so tough to to face those fears. You know, actually, I have uh, an Oculus Quest and there's a a game called Richie's Plank Experience. And I don't know if you've ever had an Oculus Quest or anything like that, but so basically you start on the ground level, you hit this elevator, and then boom, elevator opens, and you're like 80 stories up. And the mind and your body, it's like you know you're on the floor. Your mind senses you're on the floor, but... It's the, the visual ahead is you are 80 stories up and you have a very thin plank. 
and it was terrifying. I, I'm not going to lie. It was terrifying. But you know what? I took one step. I took one step. Took one step. Got out on the ledge. Of course, I fell. You know, I jumped. But that actually was the fun part. Because not, it's not as scary once you jump. Because you're, you're not really falling. You're just, you know, falling in the game. But that helped me overcome my fear of heights in a way. Still, I'm not going to go up 80 stories high and get on a plank. No. Because I, I, I want to live, you know, and things like that. So, but yeah, I challenge you to really just have no fear. I mean, you still fear clowns. You can still fear spiders and anything like that. But, but in your daily life, find something that has made you fearful. Whether it is applying for that, that job, asking for a raise, asking for a promotion, Asking out that that dream girl or dream guy, depending, you know, on how you how you go. But for, don't forget everything and run. Face everything and rise. And it may give you anxiety the first time. It may scare you the first time. But you know what? As the good Lord says, we have another day to try again so that's one thing I want to take away I just challenge you to to not only face your fears but to work with work with them make fear your ally and not your enemy so wow got kind of uh, went on a little bit of a tangent there but uh, I hope you've enjoyed the message today um, you kind of uh, really went all over the place with fear so I was going to call this imposter syndrome, but maybe I'll just call this fear. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the message. And and really, I hope that you take this throughout your day, throughout your week, your month, your year, and you really apply these lessons and you challenge yourself to, to overcome things and to be great. Um, we talk a lot about obstacles. You know, one of... Uh, Jason on Wisdom was one of my first pop ins, and I've I've appeared on his uh, his talks as well. You know, stoicism. One of the things we they, that's big is the obstacle is the way. You know, you can zigzag throughout, but you're still gonna face the obstacle. And do you face the obstacle and forget it and run away, or do you face it and rise and smash through that son of a gun? And I tell you, I, I've learned now to to just face it. And if take if I have to climb it, go through it, I will. If I have to bust the wall down, I will. But I will face it and I'll overcome it. So that's my challenge for you today. And that's my challenge for the week. So hopefully you like this. Um, again, if you visit my, my link tree, you'll see the link to the blog. Uh, social media, which I'm trying to start expanding more on social media, posting on Instagram, Twitter, and and Facebook. Um, it's hard to get started on that, but uh, again, I, I will be doing more posting on that and really getting more into a blog schedule to where it's kind of like Thursdays are going to be my record days and then release it on Friday. And then, you know, type, do the blog on Sunday, publish on Monday. So... And as far as wisdom goes, kind of popping in as I'm going, but I'm getting a routine there. I probably actually will go live after um, I talk here while I'm putting the podcast together 
just to kind of check in with people and and talk about fear um, a little bit more. So, but I hope you're having a great week. I hope you have a great weekend and take this message into the next week and make it the best freaking week you can possibly make. So, take care. Enjoy the summer weather because, hey, it's not going to be long forever. Uh, Hopefully, you know, wherever you are, it's not too hot. You know, not stormy or anything like that, but um, just have make make each day a masterpiece and know that if you struggle, tomorrow's another day. So thanks for listening. I really hope you like this and I hope that you subscribe to the, the, the podcast, subscribe to the blog and you become a loyal listener because really I am not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for the world and we're starting the movement here. We're starting to gain some traction and I really want to kind of just build a stigma free community. So hopefully you'll be a part of the journey with us and you'll find me on wisdom and you'll contribute to, to that community and you'll contribute to, you know, leave a comment on the podcast, leave a comment on the blog. Let's just, let's just make this movement, a movement for change and let's mash the shit out of stigma. Have a great one. Thanks again for listening. And just remember that we can take life one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. And if we can't, if we struggle by the day, we'll, we'll take it one hour at a time, one minute at a time, one second at a time. But we will get better because we all deserve greatness and we deserve happiness. So I hope that you find your happiness. I hope that you keep listening and enjoy the day and make this a masterpiece. Take care, everybody. Bye.